Little Bridget Teresa Quinn With a band-aid on my knobbly knee from jumping out of a banyan tree on a dare and a ponytail of red hair that should have been washed four days ago. I'm only six years old when I first hear about the murder of the Walker family on December 19, 1959. Though the decades pass, and I have witnessed even greater horrors than were described that night, I still can't see a Christmas tree without feeling the crime scene. The tree, with its ornaments, the glittery packages, the bodies in the living room. Then the memory quickly fades, and I'm here and now again. Whenever I go back there, I still find that same little girl. I don't hear about the Walker mass murder from the television. I get the scoop right in our own kitchen. You know, all the gory details that the news didn't assault you with in those days? Before they started showing the body bags coming back from Vietnam. Dad's friends from the Fort Lauderdale Police Department gather together on the Saturday nights when they don't have to work the following day. I sit on Dad's lap at the Formica top kitchen table while he talks and drinks and smokes with his buddies. He smells of beer and cigarettes. The odors don't come from the original source as much as they're channeled through his sweat. December in Florida can be hot and muggy. Dad's buddies are Ken, Rory, and Mitch. They all look alike, as far as I can tell, with flat-top haircuts, big hands, and bellies. I'm allowed to call them by their first names, despite being just a little girl. Over Dad's shoulder, I can see Mom, far off in an armchair in the living room. There are only five days remaining before Christmas, and the multicolored lights on the tree cast a glow on her. Mom is needle-pointing a seat cover with a big cluster of purple grapes in the middle. The background is blue, what she would call Virgin Mary blue. Mom is systematically covering everything in the house that can be covered with needlepoint. I don't want to grow up to be a needlepointer. It doesn't seem to make Mom happy. She frowns most of the time. No, I want to grow up to be like Dad. Drinking and laughing and doing dangerous and heroic things. I don't know until years later that all Dad did was give out parking tickets and maybe get a cat out of a tree once in a while. He'd never even fired his gun except at the practice range. Ken, Rory, and Mitch are all married. But our house is the only house they can come to and drink because the other wives won't allow that kind of talk around their children. That's not how things are run in his house, Dad always says. He says he rules the roost. The talk is brutal, all right. Axe murders, gang rapes, decomposing corpses eaten by alligators in the Everglades. I've grown used to this kind of talk that other children aren't privy to. These stories I've heard are no worse than the fairy tales I read, like where Cinderella's sister cuts off her own toe to fit into the glass slipper, and the blood dripping on the road gives her away. I think tonight will be just more of that. <laughs> 